Today's episode is brought to you by Mudraps to Manicures. Everybody knows that Mother's Day is around the corner and I'm sure you're going to want to pick up something special for your mother this Mother's Day. Mudraps to Manicure and their lovely staff have you covered for whatever your mother might desire, whether it's shoes, nail polish, or even moisturizer. Or maybe you want to pick up a gift card for a manicure, a pedicure, or even a massage. Whatever the choice may be, Mudraps to Manicures has you covered. Make sure to go visit the store at 1083 Bedford Highway. Once again, that's Mudraps to Manicures and Mother's Day. That just goes hand in hand. Also, I want to give a shout out to my friend Wayne Bedecki, who's going to be coming into Halifax to play at Sniggly Wiggly's May 18th. It's the old seahorse in the basement of the shoe shop. Make sure to go see him play. That's May 18th, Sniggly Wigglies. Okay, so on today's episode, we have a very special guest. His name goes by Luke Warner. Luke has an impressive hockey resume, playing for the Halifax Mooseheads, Bridgewater Lumberjacks, Summerside Capitals, Dieppe Commandos, Yarmouth Mariners. He even played professional hockey down in Mississippi. Luke was known as an enforcer when it came to hockey, so we're going to talk to him about some notorious suspensions, fights that he's been in, also winning the Junior A uh, Maritime League with the Summerside Capitals, and it's just going to be an interesting side to uh, to hockey. He was an enforcer, a fighter, whatever you want to call it, so there's more of a mental aspect to it. I'm excited to talk to him um, and essentially go through his mind and how he went about his business playing the sport of hockey. So it's going to be a great podcast. Matthew Doodley is going to be joining us as well. So here we go. All right, here we go. Welcome to the high button, Luke Warner. What's up, buddy? You Not done? too much, man. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm pretty pumped up. You pumped? Oh yeah, buddy. I know you are. The when you sent me that message on Facebook and the things that you were listing off, the things you could talk about, my mind just triggered. I was like, yeah, absolutely. And honestly, the, as soon as you messaged me, uh, I was done watching the movie Ice Guardian, and I was just like, wait a second, that kind of clicks into him coming here. So I was excited to talk to you. I'm sorry, I just got to get a pillow here. So we, good, we're done doing the list of teams he played for. <laughs> I already did the list of teams during the oh intro. Okay, I thought we were still going on those. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. The intro's already done. Everything's done. Right on, right Doodle on. Doodle here as well. Welcome, Matt, of course. Um, so, yeah, we can really start with anything. Uh, just like any podcast, I have a number of things I want to talk about with Luke. Uh, like I said, he played a more physical aspect. I didn't. Uh, dudes was like in the middle. <laughs> you were like... Depends how you, how you view it. Well, you were. You weren't a physical player, and you weren't, like, an extremely skilled player, but you were effective. Was, you were, like, yeah, right in the more, middle. I just didn't like fighting. That's all. Yeah, we went at it. I like physical. Yeah, we did. You guys yeah. fought? Yeah, center ice to form. I didn't know that? No. I thought you uh, you fought Canner. Yeah. You were in Bridgewater. You busted your eye open. Yeah. 
Zipped up Bobby in the dressing though. room. Yeah, Belly was my first tilt. Uh, we were both 18, 17. Yeah. What team was that with the Halifax Lions before the, the Marauders? Lions. Before. Wow. Didn't matter. They just that was the year before the pat, I even played on the before jersey. I was in the league. I was back in uh, Picto playing how, major. How major. old are you? 25. Okay, so you're a year. Just turned 25 this uh, this April. How old are you? 27? 26. Yeah, I'm a 93. 93, okay. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's get into it. Like, <laughs> there's so many guys that, like, feared you, at least when I played against you. I don't know, like, I played against you two years, maybe it was. Yeah. And I, you were just, for not being like an extremely skilled guy, you were always effective. Like in the dressing room, you weren't like a topic of conversation, but you were. It was just kind of keep your head up for when he's on the ice. Yeah, you know what he's I not mean? going to stop for you. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't care who you are. And especially playing in a rink like Bridgewater where the boards are fucking cement. And if <laughs> anything happened to you, you could die, essentially, if you hit them. Stay away from um, those. So, yeah, talk about that. Like... You're, I don't, because I, I, I have no idea where your mindset is when you're going into a game more of a physical aspect to get pumped up for it. Is, does that just come naturally, or does it happen an hour before the rink, or does it happen when the puck drops? Like, what ticks you off? Like, what gets you going? Uh, honestly, I'm a very, very loose guy in the dressing room before. Like, I'm probably too loose to be honest. I'm like play fighting with guys, fucking around, playing sewer ball. Like, I am. I'm, I'm absolute degenerate before hockey games. I wouldn't man. have thought like, that. Nothing. I don't. I don't really get up for it. Like I do my certain routines. Like everyone has them, stuff like that. I do that. But the only time I actually really click into the mindset, okay, it's go time. Like I'm, I'm ready to go. It's as soon as O Canada stops. Ooh. That's when I'm like, all right, everyone's cheering, everyone's flying around, putting their buckies back on. I'm just like, yeah, it's it's, it's time go to go. Time. Like, and then I start picking out guys because I already know. Like before the game starts, like who I want to fuck with on the other team. Like. I already know, man. Like it's you it was never a hard thing. Like I did, I did a lot of research when I was yes, a kid. Sir. Like I was a tapped hockey player when I was like sixteen up to like eighteen when I started like hanging out with these boys and they kinda like <laughs> chilled me out a little bit, you know. But um when I was younger, playing major midget and starting my first year junior, I, I would take it to the point where I'd be on Facebook searching up guys like a week before that I knew I was gonna play and I would be like looking at what their girlfriend's name was, if they had a sister. Like, I was ruthless, right? Like, in any way that I could Did get under their from skin. Me? And, like, like we were talking before this, like, I was so, like, ruthless and just I didn't care what I said on the ice just to make sure I got my job done and I was effective because, like you said, I wasn't the most skilled. But, honest to God. Um, wasn't the most skilled. Boy, well, yeah, <laughs> like, you're but probably one of the more effective players on the team. Yeah, for Coming sure. Coming from a skill, like, I'd like to say that I was somewhat skilled. It, it would Especially with a big, you're not. A, were you a defenseman? No, forward. Well, if there was ever a big defenseman or a guy like you that played that role, you weren't as confident going on the ice, knowing that you know those two types of players were on there, knowing that you can get your bell rung. Because even yeah. when you're coming out of the corner, you're taking that quick look before you look at the net. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? So I, I'm sure you already know this. This goes without saying. So like, at what point did you realize that this was the type of game that you were gonna have to play? Was it Bantam? Was it Pee Wee? Was it even younger than that? Or was you know? When Honestly, was it, do you think? <laughs> I'd say when I was playing, like, Pee-wee and a little bit of Bantam, I was, like, this size when I was in Pee-wee. Obviously really? not the weight, but, like, height-wise, I was still, like, a thick kid. Yeah. But honest to God, like, I was good back then, like, scoring-wise, assist-wise, and stuff like that. I actually put points up. At the end of the day, I was putting up, like, 150 to 200 penalty minutes in, like, <laughs> Pee-wee, and, and then Bantam came... And man, that was that was a whirlwind when it started there because we still had cages on them, right? So yeah, that's when you could start to hit. And then I just took over from there, like <laughs> stop trying to take the puck and do stuff with that. I would rather get the puck, dump it in, and just start running, you know. Like and kids 
were small then too so it was I always got penalized really bad for that stuff and then I was never really someone that liked to listen to a referee and when he did say something to me I always had some, something to say back and it turned out from going like a 2 to a 10 and no, then that's like some yeah and dudes <laughs> of all people you know too but I mean like then I would get tossed and it just and that was even in Bantam and then going into Midget playing in uh, Pictou County. Oh, you played Pictou. Did yeah. we play? Did we play against him? Uh, I don't think Your so. Your first year, you would have, because that my was the first year, year that when we played no. you guys in the Civic Center. Yeah, it, it would have been your first this. year. Yeah, my first yeah. year. But the reason I remember dudes before I met him in junior was we were. Uh, <laughs> this is my first time ever playing the Halifax Max, and they always had a reputation of being like mouthy and tough and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, we're going in there, Fucking and right. this is warm up, and we're ripping around. All of a sudden, you see this biscuit just fly down the ice, and it hits one of our players. I'm like, "What the fuck just happened there?" And like, we're looking around, and then you see this number eleven skating around with his head up, like just being a dick. You know, oh, you can yeah. tell chin strap undone. Oh yeah, yeah. Else? Greasy, <laughs> greasy mustache, shaved head. That's before he could grow a beard too, right? I so was playing I, junior B, man, and, and it was to the point where everybody knew that I that I was doing that shit. So like, people would take full on slap shots at me in warm up in junior B. He was like 20 years old, it was like seven years later. And honest to God, he would fire the puck down, wouldn't know who it was, and it hit one of our players. And we're like, "What the fuck's going on here?" Like, so then I pick up a puck like, and I just I rip one back down the ice, and then you see dudes comes and he stops the red line and he's melting off to people. I'm like, that was like my first ever taste of like. In your face, like at the red line, kind of like warm up stuff. I was going to say because you said like before, like I got going at O Canada. So I was thinking, well, wait a second. Does he get going at warm up at all? Does he start chirping during warm up yeah, or anything true. like that? Well, that's for when I was later on in like down in like uh, Danbury and like Mississippi. We'll get yeah, to that set it up. for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. set up fights were a must when you were down there because you would have two other guys on that team that were known tough guys, right? And, um, they wouldn't really do much in warm up. Like for me, I loved warm. It was my the only time I really got on the ice. Most yeah, of the time, baby. You know? Even when you do get on the ice, warm up is still one of the best parts yeah, of hockey. Love man. it. Yeah, love Shitty it. Amazing. Undone, you know, you got good tunes playing all the time. Oh yeah. People in the stands watching. You're just whipping around with a puck, shooting stuff. You'll get you know? your chinny undone. Yeah. No, sir. Yeah, right. Strap that up, my Five son. Five dollar fine. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, I would really start getting into it with guys uh, during warm up at the end of like my career when it was known that I was only going to fight, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, that's a whole other story in itself, like warm-up tops at the red line. Yeah, yeah I'd imagine. Insane. Have you ever been in a fight in warm-up? Yeah, I've been Have in two. You? Where at? Two. When? I fought uh, in Midget when I was playing in Picto. It's a funny story. Dave Cameron comes – or not Dave Cameron. Oh, yeah, Dave Cameron. He comes <laughs> in, and uh, he was our coach, and he's this massive guy, you know, massive man, and he's very intense. He owns the YMCA in uh, Picto County. Okay. So, like, he's – He's an intense guy. He demands respect, respect of his players, and everyone gave it to him, right? Like, there was no kidding around. Okay. <laughs> that was my first year ever, like, moving away for hockey, too. So I thought it was this big shot. Yeah. Moving away, finally getting my break, you know? Cause <laughs> finally Amber, getting my break? Yeah. Well, I mean, Amherst, Nova Scotia, man, yeah. not too much is happening down there in the hockey scene. Yeah, the it, was tough to, it was tough to, to play down there. <laughs> you know, there's politics everywhere as you go when yes, it comes sir. to hockey, right? You know it. Everyone knows it. So <laughs> yeah. to get over there and actually – Go to another place knowing that I would have an amazing coach and like he was there to make us better, you know. So went there and one game we were playing against the Subways and it was our first ever game against the Subs and they had the yellow helmets back then. Coffee oh, helmets, yeah, greasy, right? Hate the and subways. again, just like the Max Subways always had the reputation of being a real rugged team in your face kind of thing, right? So yeah. <laughs> so anyways, we're uh, he comes in the room and he's right fired up right before warm and he goes, uh, "I'm telling you boys right now, like." 
I want uh, I want you and there was another guy on my team, Gillespie, Brad Gillespie, I think his name was, and he was like, I want you and uh, Brad to go out there, and if anyone crosses the red line, I want you to take your twig and break it over their leg, and I was like, okay, 100. <laughs> percent And he was just like, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Like as soon as he gets across the red line, I want someone to fight him, and I was like, 100 percent done. <laughs> For the first five minutes of that uh, warm up, I didn't even move from the red line. I just stood there, like patrolling, just like, it, back and forth, going back and forth, and Can then finally. Of all people, like I, I first, I think it was, this is the first time I ever actually got into it with him. Like we were always back and forth. Like that's that was a notorious me and Ryan Davis. Yeah, like a little tie dome. You look that's like. another guy I forgot about. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Me and him had a lot of because he played for the Subways. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's where it all started. Me and him never got along once. Like that was my like Probert and like Wendell Clark kind of thing, or like Probert and Domi. Like that was the that was the rivalry me and him had. And everyone knew as soon as we were playing against each other, there was going to be some sparks. Wait flying, a minute. You know? Which one are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which one are you? Over twice. Is that you? Yeah, it you must can see. Be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so the warm up goes on. Like I said, I just patrol the red line, not really moving much. Not Don't touching touch, any pucks. Eh? No <laughs> puck. My mind is just, I'm staring straight. I'm staring straight at the other team. And I'm like looking with like a ruler to see if they cross my red line. <laughs> <laughs> you getting in or not. So, anyways, um, so be it. Davis comes with and a puck goes across our red and I see him loop all the way into our, our end, touch the top of the circles and grab it and just skate out. And I just <laughs> looked around. I was like, is this motherfucker serious right now? Like, is he legit doing this? After what coach? So I literally skate over to him and just whack him and grab him. And we start punching each other and the whole bench is like all the team came right in on each side. Oh, it's me man. fighting Davis. We, no one has their gloves off. We're just grabbing on each other and whamming with cages, our gloves, yeah. you know, like... <laughs> Yeah. That was before, oh yeah we were just beating the shit over <laughs> and that was before the game even started so anyways it kind of no one gets suspended in the warm up we all go out and play against each other and then it turns sure, out well. nothing really happened in the game to be honest with you but I think that same game there was a fight in the stands someone uh, I think Luke Ramey's mom was hitting someone in the head with a shoe or with her uh, heel. She was beating someone in the head with uh, with her high heel. I swear to God, I asked Rames about it one of these times. Okay. I think it was uh, Brent to. Turnbull's father. Wow. Yeah, because Brent was on my team. Now he plays for X, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty insane. Like, our coach, uh, our assistant coach, Richie White, I think he threw, like, a big milk crate and it shattered all over the ice. Like, <laughs> was firing sticks. Like, it was pandemonium in, uh, in Picto, man. It was crazy. Gravel what pit. kind of what kind of game was it? I think it was I can't remember if it was just a regular season or if it was playoffs. It's like I really preseason, can't remember, but yeah, I was gonna like. What's, I want to know why he came Bad in blood, there, right? Like, I don't he, even know why he came in and freaked out and told us that because that was the only time he did that that year. Coach, like, problems at the it, YMCA. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Guess like, so. Might have got into it before the before like I don't know warm up or whatever no, or the coaches not. or something, but yeah, that was uh that was a pretty memorable – that was a start to what me and Ryan Davis had through, like, five years of, like, uh, junior hockey. Did you guys ever go at it? Yeah, I think we fought. Other than we that place in Midget? camp that time. Oh, I remember that. Oh, the room – yeah. that was a set-up fight in the dressing room. It was, room. yeah. yeah man, was, you you yeah, can tell crazy. the story. Well, there was, it was like a red versus green thing, like inner squad thing. Me and Davis were on the team the entire uh, camp together, and they're all, like – you guys switched teams yeah, last. I fought three times before that in two games, right? <laughs> yeah. So, or yeah, three times. Yeah, because I fought twice each inner squad game. Yeah. And then the second game coming, they're like, oh, like there was big rumblings in the room after like morning skate. They're like, okay, well, I think it's time that yeah. we trade these two off. So they put Davis on the other team right before the game starts. And yeah. we're like, both so look at each other like, man, we know we're going to do it. <laughs> so anyways. Uh, That's fucked. Yeah, he skated out. Uh, once we knew it was happening, I was already on the ice. Cole Harbor Place was packed too. Yeah, it was. 
because that was the year before Nate. That was uh, Luca Champini, I think. Yeah, he yeah, he was the first pick. over. He could no one could touch him. Yeah, yeah. so everyone was everyone <laughs> was. was coming to see him. But anyways, yeah, it was. Didn't your like jersey and shoulder pads come off and everything? Yeah, we I'm pretty sure there was, was tie downs in the back of those no, like, there was old a... school like green and red like yeah. jerseys. You know, they were so heavy too. You know, like oh man, yeah, the I got water that got in them. And they're, like, they're terrible. Pounds, the... Yeah. The mesh, not the mesh. The yeah, the mesh socks. Those yeah. are bad. That was like the original Edge stuff, though. You remember, like the cut. It wasn't like uh, Reebok Pro Edge. Yeah, that but that stuff came. That just changed hockey. That stuff. Yeah. That's what I mean. But that was like the original, like the base around all of it now. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Because the material it was new and better, but it now it's sick. You know, it's basically. Did, did you see the Adidas ones? How nice they fit. Yes, they they keep changing the brands up though, because they got to get the fans to buy the new stuff. Ah, whatever. Uh, just I'll confuse buy it. everybody. Well, I'm sure. What what was the brand for, for the longest time? Was Reebok, Reebok, right? Was yeah, Reebok. I'm sure that Adidas was like, man, like enough having them, having that, you know, like let's <laughs> yeah. pay some more money and get our brand out there. I mean, it's Absolutely. NHL jerseys too, right? And yeah, they're beautiful, man. Like the the tops of the yeah, they're like and bubbly stuff. on the yeah. top or something like that. Holy cool. shit, they're fucking awesome. Anyways, I'm happy you brought that fight up. I completely forgot about that because this was back when like the coaches were up in the the scouting box or whatever, and the coaches were like. I don't even think there were a coach. It was like the, a police officer was the coach or something, like the local cop or something. Oh, on the benches. Yeah, yeah the benches. Yeah, like the, the Halifax police. Yeah, were, the police were yeah. the coaches or something like that. And I remember uh, you weren't sitting next to me, but you were like in the far corner or something like that. And I remember he came up to you or something. He's like, hey, like you and Davis are going. <laughs> and, I, and then, you know, midget hockey, you're not really used. You're not used to fighting and set up fights like that. Yeah. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, wait a second. This is a different kind of league that I'm in here. Things are happening. And uh, I remember that. I remember that fight. That was probably one of my first being on the ice fights looking yeah. at it. No, I remember uh, the first fight I had in camp. And, like, I knew coming into that 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 was going to be my foot into the door to do that, you know. Like, because yeah. I remember when I got drafted by the Mooseheads, uh, Cam was at the draft. And he just told me exactly what I need to do. Like, don't change anything you did that mm. got you here, right? So, yeah. I mean, that went right in my head. And I was like, you know what? I went home and... Yeah, I never trained so hard in my life that first year trying out for the moose. Oh yeah, it I was bet. two days. I mean, Jesus, man. Yeah. That was, that was when I first met you, wasn't it? Yeah. Around well, that time? Year, yeah, that was the year that yeah. I met you. But I mean, that first fight I got into that camp, it was against Garrett Clark. I think he's in the coast now or something. The biggest hothead ever. That oh, demon. that but guy had so problems. Good, yeah. I got into it with him too. So like, I knew if like I said like I knew that I could get get under his skin, so I would do anything I could, like ruthless or not. Mm. I would get him going because I want to put myself on a different uh, level than everyone else. Because mm -hmm. I was a 12th round pick, I was going up against guys that were third round, fourth, fifth, sixth. You know, and at the end of the day, I ended up beating most of those guys out. Yeah, and getting a chance to to play you know but um yeah going forward i fought garrett clark did pretty well like that was my first ever actual fight like gloves off oh was it with visors on and stuff because i never i've always fought with like cages you know like yeah i was stupid enough when i was um i was stupid enough when i was playing in picto i got in a few fights and i would literally like take my gloves off and punch him in the cage with my hands and <laughs> i was like thinking. you know what like that's pretty stupid so i got to the point where i was lucky enough one time i ripped uh, one guy's cage off his helmet and got a fought him that way and I was like you know what maybe maybe there is something here to do with that way you know but uh, anyways fought Garrett Clark did well and then do you know who Derek Trider is or something I know the name yeah so he was there with us at camp yeah I think and, I played, uh, like, he came up to me yeah, yeah. yeah he came up to me he was like we're going right now and I was like buddy like who are you like you're not even like one of the main tough guys at the camp <laughs> like I want to fight you know yeah and he was like I don't care we're going right now I was like alright man sure so I just dropped my shit <laughs> and he came in all weird like he was like 
just you could tell he was really nervous. Like, yeah, looked like he had like boxers hands like moving in and out. Like it was <laughs> yeah. just stupid. And I was just standing there like, all right, when are we gonna do this kind of thing? So anyways, he comes in, in there. And we grab on, and he throws his first punch. I think he missed. I went right down the middle with our left, and I caught him right in the butt, and it just dropped him. How good of a feeling is that? That's something I'll never experience. Oh, Same. <laughs> how, how does that feel? Yeah. I'll tell you, it feels a lot better when you're on the giving end, not the receiving. I can tell you that. So you've man. been on the receiving end, yeah, too. I think any fighter. Is that your goal enough. going in is to smash someone on the button and, you know, just KO or are you just looking depending on who it is? Oh, man. Honestly. It's depending You're on just how. a fucking wild man in there. And yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Honestly, God, I was I was different when it came to that. Like most guys, you go against like they have. Well, everyone that fights has like a certain way they like to fight. You know me. It's true. I go I in there know, and but... like I was never the defensive fighter. Like my old man hated it. Like I would literally. Oh really? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, he fought all his life too, right? So I mean, he knows the ups and downs that comes with all the punches you're gonna eat, right? So, I mean, if you're defensive, you, normally the hockey fight, you see guys, they lock in, and one guy throws, and you turn, and, the other, and you throw, and he turns his head, right? It's the counter punch. Me, what I did literally was I would skate up there, drop my shit, and I would go, and either I did two things. I would leave with a left punch, because I'm a lefty, no one really sees that. It comes right down the center. Oh, yeah, you are a lefty. Right? So, um, instead of coming over like this, and he's coming like that, it's just straight down the pipe. So, anyways, <laughs> that was like my, my in on fights. I would surprise bigger guys, so I would come in, and I would hit left and go right down the pipe and um sometimes it would work but obviously at the end it would leave me open too after i threw yeah for someone to come over with a right, right and just blow me overhand up. right man it's the yeah. deadliest punch going yeah. so at yeah. the end of it like the way i seen it was i'm gonna go in there and i'm gonna hit you with the hardest and quickest punches i can and you're gonna hit me with them back so either you're going down or i'm going down you know that was my mind so do you think when it comes to fighting that half of it is being able to take the actual punch you know what I mean? Because if you're if you're taking these punches, that means you're able to give them. But if you can't take yeah. it, you're going down. Well, you wouldn't be a fighter for too long, right? I mean, you give <laughs> well, one punch, you hope that that punch is one hell of a one, and you knock him out, right? So do you think? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my old old man used to say, "You better hope I don't get up." <laughs> so do you think like over the years you got better at taking a punch, or was it something that you were just born with? I think. Because if I got hit with something, I'd be out. I think you go uh, you go numb to it, honestly, man. At yeah. first, like you're, I always had like. For some reason, my skin was soft. Like if someone hit me, yeah. I would bust open easily. Yeah. But I mean, it never, it never took me out of the fight. Like I was always wanting more. I would go back in the room, get zipped up, and come right back out. And no. ask guy, I go again to redeem myself, right? But if you knew you were going, like if you're in like the dressing room and you know you're going into the third, would you put like Vaseline on your face or anything like that, or would oh, you yeah. tape up your hands or something yeah, like if that? If I ever went into the room after a period, I knew I was gonna go. I would go into the trainer's room. I would get Vaseline, cover my face in it. Yeah. Um, they a lot of guys I know too. They would go in and get, they get that uh, like that spray stuff, yeah, the, the freezing stuff. Yeah. And the oh yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. They would spray on their knuckles. So I mean, you get hit with that. It's like sandpaper dragging across your skin, right? Like, yeah. There's a lot of different ways you can really fuck someone up in a fight in hockey without getting caught for. I I never did that. If I knew I was going to go into a tilt and it was going to be right away to start of the puck drop in the second, I mm. would vaseline up, throw vaseline on yeah, my face yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. But, Man, this guy in the dressing room, we'd come in. And you get caught in a fight or his tenth fight or whatever the fuck it was at the time, and he'd be like pulling it apart, going, "Do I need stitches yet? Uh. Stitches?" And I'm like, "I don't know, man. Probably now." I don't know. I had this weird obsession of having like sweet scars, you know, and like my nose was the worst for it. Like, you ever I, break your nose? Yeah. Like, <laughs> look at it. Look at this. Thing, well, you got. Man. I can't see the cat. Yeah. Look, take your hat off. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. She's yeah. Beat up, buddy. She looks like a Paul Bissonnette nose, you know. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, some days I can breathe, some days I can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, but honestly, for some reason, I had this weird obsession with having, like, scars. I think I have 
what I do, I have 45 scars on, in my face, like zippers all over them in different spots. They all have different punching stories. Bag. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, duct taped punching bag. But, yeah, I mean, it all comes with the job, you know? <laughs> yeah, what an answer. It all comes with the job, <laughs> you know? Thought, he's right. <laughs> um, see what I mean? How we just went on one topic with 25 minutes in. Sure. Um, so, yeah, what's it like? Did you ever have any anxiety going into a fight, like, the day before? Like, if you're waking up from a pregame nap? Because I do want to talk about that movie Ice Guardians as well, but I yeah. think this is a good question to lead into it. Did you ever uh, – was there ever a time where you're like, fuck, I got to go? Man, I'm telling you, the, the anxiety and, like, the stress that come with, like, pregames going – knowing that you have to go in and fight, it gets you, man. It really does. I won't lie. Like, I'm a tough guy on the outside, but I'm pretty soft when it comes on the inside, and, like, I – that stuff really, like, I don't care who you are. Like, if you do fight in the way that I did or I know other guys do, you're going to have the most, like, your stomach's sick. You can't eat before games. Like, I'm a big eater, too. I love to eat, you know. Like, <laughs> I really care. do. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of this. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't eat on game days, like, like especially when I was Every game playing. day? Yeah, no, I would eat in the morning. But, uh, like, pregame meals and stuff, I couldn't. I would eat in the morning, and that was it. And it wasn't a big meal either, you know. It would be, like, Jesus. toast or something, like just crush water all day because that's I was all like I that get too. my system. <laughs> yeah. But just knowing, so like how it was for me, it was really bad when it got to, um, like when I was in Danbury, when I was in Mississippi, that's when it was really bad because I was fighting guys that were like 29, 30, 35 year old guys that all had kids, families, like they, yeah, that's, I mean, it was a real deal, man. Like you could take your bucket off. These guys are fighting wow. for their livelihood. You could fight, you could fight three times fighting a night family, before man. you yeah. get like, yeah, they're fighting for their family. Exactly. Put yeah. food in their kid's mouth. Yeah. Because that's all they know what to do. They've done it for 15 to 20 years. And how you know? old are you when you're down in Danbury? I was 21. I was 21, Jesus, man. man. So, like, you're I was a kid. just a you're young, a kid. Yeah, first year out of junior, right? Like, couldn't take, like, I, you, it was the, the fight rule back then, too, right? Like, yeah. when we played junior, yeah. your, your guys' first year, there wasn't a fight rule. I came in, you could fight No, it was the scariest times. thing on earth. Yeah. Holy Lined shit. Lined up against, no one like, you Will get, Johnson yeah, and something Yeah, no one like you can get shit pumped three times a night if you do yeah. something wrong. <laughs> Fuck that. But that no, was very quiet. Man, like... Going in my first year, it was um, 10 fights. Max was out in the, the first, like, half season. Yeah, they were man. gone. Warren's fought, like, six six or seven times in preseason. Like, yeah. I remember because my first, my second year probably, yeah, my second year, Lumberjacks, Warren's came in. <laughs> and, like, I knew Nosey told me that he fights and shit and he was tough. And so, obviously, I'm... I'm going to like that for the way I play. Yeah, yeah. And he just, like, came on a whole new level, man. Never seen anything like it. This guy just straight lines everybody. If you missed him, into the boards, crash and bang, yeah. get up, fly at the next guy, yeah. just clip people, didn't give a shit, man. He fought as many times as he could. Anybody that said fight, he was off. Talk about the confidence that you give a player like Doodling when you're on his team, or just any player in general. Well, we did I play think on the same can, line. Ask, can answer that, honestly. What, like, say that again, sir? I think he can answer that, like the confidence yeah. that maybe a guy like me or like a guy like Brendan Wright when we played or Johan Matthew, like those Matthew. guys, man, they make him feel a lot better and a lot safer and taller out there, you know? I played almost a full year on Warren's line. Yeah. Did you? And we also played with Brendan Wright at the same time. So, so. you're not checking over your shoulder every God, now no, and man. Because you know you I got mean, this Jimbo guy right behind would be like, you. Dude's like... Go rough some shit up and get the fuck out of there. He'd say, yeah. "Let the big big dogs come in, right?" I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that Pittsburgh made was trading Reeves. Yeah. I think that they're gonna. Don't get me wrong. I think Pittsburgh's gonna do well. I think they'll go to the finals. But if they do have a problem, uh, it'll be with the the rough and tough stuff. And then Reeves isn't there. I don't get their mindset behind that. Why? Yeah. Why trade a guy like that? You know, you just go out and get him for the reason you for years you, you had needed a guy year. like that. You know, 
you look at the movie Ice Gardens, they talk about Sid and like if he had an enforcer on his team, how much less shit he would have take like taken, right? Yeah. Like cuz it is, man. He had I can't remember who was saying it. It was an older guy back in the day that was a tough guy and he was saying that Sidney Crosby and his years of playing in the NHL has more concussions and injuries than I've had in my entire career as a fighter, you know? Yeah, I, I, that says something. It opens something. your eyes for, for And if you're else. Gary Bettman and you're looking at that and he's your, you know, your diamond in the NHL and you're seeing him get roughed around like that, like you're going to – something has to change there. Because right. the NHL is only getting quicker and faster. The NHL, man. There's guys like you that in junior, except they're ten times faster running around. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and skilled and stronger. Yeah. And yeah. then guy like Lucic, man. Like. Yeah. I no wonder that the NHL didn't go to the Olympics, man. These players are, they're one in a billion. Yeah. You know, it's, it's an interesting take on, hockey and where it's gonna go. Well, I now, now even if you just like clean hit a guy and just hit him really hard you have to fight no matter what just because you threw a fucking hit yeah you know what I mean Back I don't mind in, that though no but it answer the bell well, that, yeah that, but that's, that's not needed. about that like if it's a clean hit and you're coming through the middle with your head down and I just happen to be there and I run you over like that's your fucking fault for coming through you know what I mean I shouldn't have to fight your tough guy now because I, I threw a hit I know. that's just the code though it's, yeah, it's an odd it thing I agree with you don't get yeah. me wrong I it's agree just, with I you just, but... it's more so now like back in the day it was if you hit the star I mean, I don't. I, you know? I was at a couple NHL games this year. It, on like, it was Vancouver, though, not the most exciting team. But like, <laughs> there were some. Pre, it was wasn't the best hockey, man. Like, there'd be plays of scrums in front of the net, and nothing would happen. Just kind of go back in the day when you saw Colorado. That's kind of a bad example. I was gonna say Colorado, uh, <laughs> Detroit. That was one of the toughest series ever. Yeah, that was but fucked. like, I don't know. I just find it's becoming. A, it's a quicker league. Don't get me wrong, but. The rough stuff, it's part of hockey's culture. And when I see it go away, it kind of takes away from the game. And it, yeah. it, it, it's needed. We touched on that earlier, too. But yeah. to answer your question from earlier, it does make you like I f- you feel safe. You know what I mean? Like, f- for someone who plays like me, I, I would uh, is greasy. Like, I'm a greasy player for sure. And, you know, somehow I got out with all my teeth. Yeah. Probably because I played with a guy like Warren's. You know yeah. what I mean? So he's a protector, right? Yeah. Like, and that's what he feeds on was – if someone touched me because I was a smaller guy, then that was that was the trigger for him, right? Then yeah. he's ready to go. Especially mm. we have like a good relationship off the ice too. It kind of enhances it a little bit, I think. Big time. So, Big time. but yeah, no, I was pff, carefree out there, man, just running, gun, and and go oh, back to the bench. It's a slipping. great, it's a great feeling. Like no, I got so, one yeah. punched in Woodstock, and by the time I <laughs> woke up from it, these two boys were already fighting. <laughs> so it was awesome. Right? So awesome. the next game, I'm like, fuck it, let's do it again. That's wicked. I'm going to be honest, man. Also, like, if I was to see a guy like dudes fight, like be fighting on the ice, it would literally make me sick to my stomach on the bench. Cause and almost like in almost in tears to the fact that I was so upset that he would be the one fighting and not me. Like, but it's your responsibility. It, it is, like but it just life. makes me sick Ooh. to like see another one of my teammates fight. You know, like that's not what I want. Like I get scared about that. That's why I always want to be right in there with them and do it. Like it's fuck to think about and fuck to say, but I truthfully like it makes me sick to my stomach seeing my buddies or my teammates have to fight fight because I don't want that on them. I mean, I, mean I did it. I do it. So, I mean, let me do it. You know, like yeah. it, it did. It made me really sick to have to watch that. And then it would make me even more pissed off. Whoever fought them, I would skate by the box hundred percent and tell them you, like you do that. You're getting it from me now. Like, wow, you fucked up. Right? Yeah. So yeah. now, you know, I'm flying out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting mindset. I, and you like, got to think like, I'm not even like the best guy on the team, not even close. Right. So like, imagine how, how those guys feels, feel yeah. like, and we were good that year too. And, like, our top guys were our top guys because we had a few of the tough guys. And, like, they weren't completely useless out there. Like, you know what I mean? Get the pucks out. Get the pucks in. 
not trying to dangle guys to the blue line and shit. And those are the guys you want, right? Which is why, like, the guys in the NHL, it's different now. But back in the day, they were good hockey players. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, the worst guy on the worst team is still fucking sick, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can make the best guy on the team five times better knowing that he's comfortable on the ice. Doesn't even have to, like, you barely have to look over your shoulder. You just know. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. That was great coverage there. Let's talk about... <laughs> uh, well, yeah, do you want to talk about Ice Guardians, the movie? Do you have an yeah, input on it? Get, yeah, we can get back into, like, talking about how well, we, it feels before a game, like, pre, pre-game and stuff. And, like, with the Ice Guardians, man, like, I've seen it, like, four times. Like, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies, I'd say. Right you got now. a couple buddies in there? Yeah, I got, uh, well, yeah, a good buddy and teammate and old linemate, Alex Gallant. He's in it for, like, a split second. He's fighting Brian McGratton in the A. Like, Jesus. I think Brian McGratton, he's my, one of my favorite fighters, like, new era. Like, Brian McGratton is the most tapped and... Just lunatic kind of. All the best player. fighters are in the A. If you think about it, yeah. All the best fighters are now in the A. Are, yeah, well, yeah. they're retired now. I mean, there's not that. Well, there is a, a bunch of good fighters in the A, but you don't hear about them anymore. Pure fighters, I mean. Then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who who's left that is a pure like Gazdick, Luke Gazdick? He plays in uh, for the Heat. Um, what's that team? It's Cal- Calgary's farm team. Okay, he yeah, play, yeah. He Stockton? played with yeah Stockton. So he played with. Um, I think he was in New Jersey and he was in uh, Edmonton and he was most known for Edmonton. Man, he he would go toe to toe with Lucic. He I can't remember. Lucic, you're like Don Cherry. Yeah, <laughs> you think he knocked out um, Kevin Westgarth too? Like just animal. And he, I think he's only like 24, 25 years old. Like and he's and he's insane, man. And he, I think he's one of the last like pure just. I think he's a little bit taller than me, but same like build. He's the last like of the tough guys in the A now. I mean, Peros is gone. He even says it in the movie. He goes, "Why would I go back to the jungle? Because they call it the jungle down there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. why would you go back there and fight all the new up and comers that want to just take on prove you themselves? You, exactly, right? Guys like me when I was growing up, that's what I was trying to do, you know. But yeah, I don't really. I agree with them. Why go back there and have to do it all over again when you already solidified yourself in the NHL as yeah. one of the best? Yeah, and one of the you know, but. Have guys yipping you too, exactly. Young guys you know. like you're a wash up, fucking tune you. Exactly. Then you lose to them. You're like, ah. talk about a humbling experience going back to the A after being in the show for 15, 10 years, whatever it is. Wouldn't know the feeling. Then you got to go back on the bus and eat pizza after the game, <laughs> which is nothing wrong with that, by the Drive way. Drive your own car to practice. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'll get back to like going in like before games, knowing like so we would we would say I was in Mississippi at this point. We would uh, practice in the morning at the rink and then pack all our shit up, get on the bus, and we never rode in, like, one of those charter buses with the seats. It was all sleeper buses, right? Oh, so yeah. So we would walk onto the bus, and the coach would have, like, a lazy boy chair right there, and then there would be, like, another seat over here right across from him for, like, the trainers and stuff. And then right behind him was all, like, fold-down mattresses or, like, beds from the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then right behind those first row of uh, beds it was like a kitchenette like there was like microwave kitchen yeah there was a stove fridge that's um, fucked like there was everything you needed man because your life on the road right like so they would have that and then you would hit a bathroom and then right by the bathroom was our door going into the back of the bus and there was enough beds for the entire team back there right and they would go three in a row yeah so you would sleep because you're doing like week long roadies up there right you know North Carolina and stuff like that back to Mississippi yeah Holy like, shit! And it, you would you would hit certain team and then play them and then you would travel for the next days and then you would hit another team and play them for like two games, right? So do you like if you're if you're driving I don't know however long like four hour drive to another team, and you know that they got another tough guy, 
Like, are you just restless on the bus the whole time? Yeah, just you, like, don't, you don't sleep. You really don't. You're just, um, like, pacing around, pissing everybody off. Yeah. No, I mean. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't would, be so bad. It wouldn't be so bad for me when we were driving there, you know, because there's nothing to worry about. I'm still, game hasn't started, you know. Like, yeah. It would still be me, but um, when I would go to the rink in the morning when we would get there, we would go and, like, unload our shit at the rink, go back to the room, maybe catch a few Zs there for a bit, and then go back and uh, practice or something for, like, morning skit. I don't know what it was, how it was. It was all different every week, you know. <laughs> it was different all the time. But uh, we would go there, and um, that's when it would start getting real for me, you know. Like, we would be doing drills and practice, and then you would see the other team. They'd be, like, kind of watching you as they're walking by, and sometimes I would catch eyes with the guy I knew Some I was mighty duck with, shit. you know. Yeah. So I was like, all right, now it's starting to feel a little bit, you know. You're getting that tingle in your, in your belly, and then you, you're done. You go home, or you go back to the room, and um, – Everyone takes their pregame nap or whatever, and like for me, never. Like, so what do you I would, do? I would lay in bed and I would just watch the TV. I, my hands would be moving. My I'd be moving. I would be literally on my phone and be watching all their fight videos from the years before this season, Smart. trying to trying oh. to pick anything out about them. Dude, you know, like thing is, you don't want to watch fight videos with this guy, man, unless you're ready to go. <laughs> he gets that fired up for fights. I do. It's bad. I don't know. It's just like That's a trigger sweet. on me. But I would literally be in bed in my other roommate or my my bunkmate or whatever, he'd be sleeping and I would just be checking my phone, looking at all their fights, seeing if they like would leave their shoulder down or come in too early or any kind of thing that I could pick apart about them that would give me that extra edge. Because honestly, man, like you, you lose a fight. I mean, that takes a lot of confidence out of you. And I mean, if you're only there to fight and there's so many other guys that can bring in next week for you, you know, it's yeah. never a for sure spot like someone else. So anyways, you lose one fight. You're like, okay, like that's one, whatever. I mean, and then you lose a second one. Then you're like, okay, my job's possibly on the line here, you know? Like, my paychecks are on the line. Like, what am I going to do after this? Like, will someone pick me up? Because they know yeah. I've lost a couple of fights. Like, who wants up. a losing fighter, you know? Yeah. Because you got to get people going. And if you're losing, that doesn't look good for the team. Unless that, you're but, a 50-goal scorer, right? Exactly. Then you're good. But I mean, yeah. I was never a guy to put up points like that, you know? I'd have the 5 to 10 goal season sometimes, you know, if I was lucky. Speaking of points, I just saw something here on your, your stats. 12 games in Yarmouth. Want to take a stab at how many penalty minutes he got? 158. No, lower than that, but it's still absurd. 95. 95. How 12 many games? games. 12 games. 95 is a year's worth. Yeah. Oh, that's two years worth for me. Not for Three. me. <laughs> that's Yarmouth incredible. Yarmouth was, was a blur, man. That was brutal. Like, I got traded from Dieppe uh, at the deadline, the day of the deadline when it was done. Like, and That must be my, hype, man, getting dealt at the deadline. I've never, I've never been traded before. Oh, I, mean, yeah, man, I want to know what it feels like. Yeah, exactly. What does it feel you like? You know, like f- 12 times. <laughs> what's your old news for me, man? Yeah. <laughs> what do you feel? Who do you call? Your parents first? Like, hey, I got to go to a Dieppe. Or what, do you, what do you do? You go, you, or do you think about your clothes? Do you think about... So uh, where'd you go first? Bridgewater? I don't even fucking know, man. Yeah, I live no, with you. It's it's not bad. It's so... Played in Bridgewater for like a year and a half, two years maybe. Um, the team was pretty brutal, man. Like, But we worked hard. We wanted it. We never really had the the resources that other teams have we never really had like the best coaching stuff they they would normally fuck us around pretty good man like we really? always got stuck with like coaches that were i don't know like they're new they're team just, man like they just weren't good right like, where's this in my opinion Yarmouth? this is in bridgewater oh bridgewater and i mean honest to god like it was it was it was hard you know like, awesome I plan for the town yeah, the people in Bridgewater are amazing. There's nothing like them. They love yeah. their hockey. That was one of my favorite places of all time to play. Like, 
I could do anything, I would strap up the, the skates again one more time and go back to um, the Bridgewater Memorial Arena and play again, man. Like, the atmosphere there, you could fit, like, 500 people in there. Yeah, yeah he, we talked about I talked too. about that, the atmosphere. The, the red line to the blue line is, like, from here to that wall, you know. Yeah, like you one stride. There. Exactly, right? Yeah. For me, like, dudes was saying, like, I would go run guys. And That's why it was a perfect them, ring for you. Right? I would go try to run a guy, and if I miss him, I would just go straight into the wall, bounce off it, and the <laughs> fans would go even more crazy. Yeah, you know? I like, told you that. Yeah, that's <laughs> and awesome. I would get back up, like shake my shit off, and then go at another guy, you know. But um, so, do you miss the pink bus at all in Bridgewater? No, that was a. Do you ever hazard. stand on it? What's that? Do you ever have to stand in the uh, bus? I don't think so. You always no. got a seat. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> I had to stand. But yeah, so I got um, I got dealt from. Well, no, how it worked was it was like almost two years of playing there, and I messaged my uh, owner, and I was like, listen. If you don't trade me the deadline, like, I'm sorry, but I'm done. Like, I just can't do this anymore. I don't want to walk away from the team. But I said, like, I don't even like hockey anymore. Like, it's that bad, you know? So yeah. I said, either you get something for me and deal me or you, you're you going to lose me because I'm not coming back. Like, I'm completely done now. And he was like, oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Like, we'll just have to go our separate ways. And at this point, I've been in, I was in contacts with uh, Summerside. Well, I wasn't. A friend of mine was that runs an agency. Okay. So he was always in contact because he was their scout too for Summerside. And Summerside was trying to get me for a year and a half already. Did you know about that? Yeah, I did. Okay. But I always kind of put the bug in my coach's ear saying, hey, like, just letting you know I'm not happy here and I would like to go to a place where I can have a chance to win, you know, like, mm -hmm. give me that opportunity. All the stuff I did for this team, like, blood, sweat, and tears, like, I gave it everything I could, like. Give something back to me. Well, yeah, just, that's the case, you know. I mean, I, and I wouldn't change a thing You something Bridgewater, for him, so why not, you know. Exactly. Like, yeah. So, I get a call from um, my owner, like, an hour later, and he was like, Sorry, Luke, we can't get you to uh, Summerside, but we can get you to Woodstock. Uh, how, how's that sound? I'm like, everyone knows what Woodstock's like, right? Like, a lot of money, good twigs. It's like, it's it's good stuff, you know? It's a dream so, for Junior. Exactly, it is. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, if you're not getting me to Summerside, I'll go to Woodstock. You know, I'll make some money over there. I'll, Forever. Uh, yeah. I'll get some good twigs and have a fun time, you know? Yeah. Like, a few buddies were on, already on the team anyway, so I was like, whatever. So, anyways, Tartanic calls me. I think that's his name. The bald-headed guy that used to coach Woodstock. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. A nut. Yeah, he was fucked. So, anyways, <laughs> he calls me, and he was just like, hey, so uh, how's it sound to uh, come play for us? And I was like, honestly, man, like, sure. Like, I'd, I'd love to kind of thing. Like, because I still want to play hockey, right? I was only yeah. 19. And he was like, all right. He told me what I was going to be making, which was three times more of what I did in Bridgewater. Yeah. So, I was like, okay, this sounds better already kind of thing. And he told me, like, what his thoughts were, where I'd play and what I'd do. So I was like, all right, man, like, I'm in. Like, trade for me, do it. And then I, five minutes later, I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to Woodstock, like, get Summerside out of my head. Yeah. Then I get a call from um, the manager again or the owner on my team, and he was like, listen, we just uh, made a deal with Summerside. You still willing to go there? I was like, fuck yeah, man, like, 100%. I thanked him. I was like, I, pre I really appreciate you doing this for me because I do, like, this really meant a lot <laughs> to get me there. Yeah. But um, who'd you call first when you get traded to Summerside? Yeah, so I called the family, told everyone. I was like, this is the deal. I was like, uh, I need to get to Summerside. And they're like, well, we can't really get you there. My old man lives in Cape Breton, you know. Like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? So I was like, shit, like, I'm in Bridgewater right now. What am I supposed to do? Like, who can drive me? Who has a car? Ring, ring. Five minutes later, I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to call dude. So I was like, dude, what are you doing? And he was like, nothing, man. Just Turns chill. Out nothing. <laughs> Once again, nothing. <laughs> 
I was like, all right, I got a proposition for you. I said, I just got dealt like 10 minutes ago to uh, Summerside, and I need to get there by tomorrow. He was like, say no more. Give me five minutes. Let me call Cameron. Dudes uh, to the rescue. 100%, yeah. man. I just got my own car, but I was looking to drive wherever. Yeah, you started downloading the playlist right away, eh? Yo, absolutely, <laughs> buddy. Old ox cord in that car, too, right? Cameron was down, too. Right yeah. away, he's like, all right, come get me. I'm like, right on. Yeah, so we, we uh, they picked up Cameron. And Mitchell Henneberry, my roommate at the time in Bridgewater. Henny. Yeah, Henny. Yeah, I know Henny. Henny's, Henny. Henny. Yeah, yeah. Henny's the man. So anyways, uh, his mom, Martha, uh, she drove me back to the city because they came down and watched the game that I didn't even go to. I was like, I'm not playing tonight. Like, either you trade me or <laughs> yeah, you're just losing yeah, me because yeah, I'm not yeah. playing tonight. And that really sent a message to the staff. So that happened. So Martha comes over to the house after to talk to Mitch and stuff. And uh, we all know what happened. I got dealt. And... Um, so then she was like, well, I'll drive you back to the city. I was like, well, great. I need to get dropped off. They dropped me off to Centennial where we met you. Classic. Uh, Iron, yeah. so, Why were you at Centennial? Because it was right down the road from my house, and I was waiting for to take them to Summerside. <laughs> Why couldn't man? you just get dropped off at your house? I don't know. It was just easier to go to Centennial. <laughs> okay. We probably what didn't have data in the phones or okay. something. Right? All right. So, yeah, we, uh, we hop in the car, and we're driving all night, and we finally get to Amherst where my mom lives. And uh, she was waiting up for us. So we get there and we start drinking some beers at the table. And we're like, fuck, we're almost there kind of thing. They went to bed. I didn't. Oh. Yeah, me and Cameron went to bed. I, I think Lotus. dudes had a bed of like four pillows with a blanket over top of it on the floor. And he didn't even sleep on it. He slept on the <laughs> flat floor. Just like Tommy. Yeah. Tommy's same thing. Fear of your lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, fear of you. So we get up in the morning super early. Like There's a picture of me, Cameron, and dudes. Uh, like that morning, right before he drives, uh, they drove me to Summerside. And like, dude, just got like one eye open in it. Like, Jesus, dude. Te- no, I was good to go, man. I wouldn't have drove if I wasn't good to go because I had Cam. Right? Right. Oh, yeah. No, but, it was just uh, early, right? Like, we weren't, early, we were teenagers then. Okay, right? okay, like, okay. The funniest part is when we got there, and obviously we had smoked the whole way there. <laughs> and uh, Cameron tried to order a beaver tails at like eight in the morning in the rink. <laughs> And uh, I guess didn't your coach ask like boys like to smoke do they or oh. <laughs> yeah so this shit probably reeked like you know oh, it did it did because they were like what that's the, hilarious what the fuck did we just get <laughs> so we uh, we finally get there I meet everyone I go in the room and like coming from Bridgewater where you had no dressing room where you shared it with the major midgets you would have to walk your bag out after the game like that was terrible man like that's yeah. not hockey you know and that's not junior so I was like get me out of here with this yeah so anyways I finally go to Summerside and going from no room to like the best room you could ever imagine I heard like, that it's it's insane did they man. have your stall ready oh yeah Everything first class ready. I yeah. walked right in did you go in the room I just walked in yeah. looked around said see about just walked <laughs> in I want so to I, see so having said that <laughs> I get my there. gear on and stuff we go out for a morning seat we're all just dicking around because that night we go to Camelton to play and so like they they pull me in uh, a few of the coaches pull me into the room after like we meet each other and they're just talking to me about what's going to go on and stuff they're like fuck uh, your buddies there they like to to talk eh? and I was just like yeah I guess so because <laughs> they're like, fuck, we could ever smell them, and their eyes are right low. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> buddy, we stayed for his practice too. Yeah, uh, we were the only two people in the crowd. It was sick. Were the coaches pissed, or they're just like they just brought it up? No, I was like, how could they be pissed? I just mean, brought them no. their fucking their bear. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they'd bring it up if they weren't. What did they say? They just brought it up. No, they just thought it was funny. Beauties, man, they're all old hockey players. Oh, okay. Like Billy McGuigan, he used, he was drafted in the show, played a few games in okay, uh, Colorado. Okay. You know, like one of the most toughest guys you're gonna meet. Like, yeah. Biggest beauty too, but so I mean, this was the year the R- of the yeah, RBC the Cup. RBC. So yeah, so that happens. I get dealt there. I ended up uh, me and Scotty Trask were roommates. He actually just won the SPC or the SPHL uh, title. Okay. For uh, Huntsville, so uh, yeah, congrats to him for that for sure. But um, yeah, we were uh, roommates. That was a hell of a time, me and him. You know, um, we had wicked good billet. 
she uh, would always, always put the key. boys up. She would always put the boys up when they came down. Like Nosy, uh, Cameron, That's and dudes, awesome. I think, came down one point. They all stayed at my place. I had bunk beds in my room, so I'd sleep on the floor, <laughs> and the boys would sleep in the bunk beds. You ever get any girls back in the bunk bed? <laughs> oh, no, no comment there. <laughs> Actually, no, I didn't at all, to be honest. I was wifed up at that point in my life. Okay. Yeah, I we was. Dro- we drove down in the car. Broke down right before, like 20 kilometers before the bridge. And the tow truck driver towed the car and put five of us in the passenger seat. And, dro- <laughs> and we dropped the car off in the Summerside parking lot. And that's what we lived out of for the weekend. Jeez. To watch us play. Yeah. <laughs> was you got sick. a good group of friends there, Luke. You yeah, got some no. good friends Royals with you. That's an adventure, man. man. You got to do that yeah. shit. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, uh, we're all getting settled in with Summerside. And we know, like, this is, we're going to be playing the very last game of the year, you know, like yeah. in, in the RBC. So, um, how our team is stacked, man. Like it's, it's gross. Like how, so you got a stacked team, you got a packed house, you got a great team. Yeah. You got the rink was amazing too. The credit union, uh, place, I think probably it was the called. best rink in that league. Yeah, man. They had like, there was a bowling alley in there. There was a rink with like water slide. Yeah, horse pool. Track, yeah. Did you guys get full access to everything? Everything, there? man. Everything. Oh. There was like, uh, dangerous. And you guys had great jerseys. You guys had the Reebok edge jerseys. Yeah, the Reebok the jerseys, pants? the Summerside, like the yeah. Summerside yeah. or not the Summerside, Rose. the Washington Capitals, like yeah. colors and actual oh, replica jerseys. What was the stick? situation anything you needed yeah yeah oh. wicked sticks man they were they're so good to you over there in pei man like if anyone's ever wondering about going and playing the summer side pull the trigger on it honestly because there's no better time in your life like how they treat you there the coaching staff is one of the best organization is run perfectly like it's a little nhl team over there man you don't like, have to worry about shit you know what i mean don't, off man. the like, ice they yeah. just make you worry about hockey that's, that's it. it man that's like, they take care of you and they take so much pride in taking care of you too so you really feel that that love from them and that makes you want to play even harder for them like yeah. plus they just have a like a track record of producing great coaches great players yeah I mean, they do look at like gerard gallant now with uh with las vegas he was the coach that won the team back in i can't remember what year it was when they originally won the I didn't RBC know that. Cup? I yeah, think. he was the head coach. Wow. Yeah. That guy has a great coaching uh, resume because he won the Mem Cup with St. John. St. John. Yeah. The President's Cup. Maybe Mem twice. Cup. Twice. He won the yeah. Junior A championship. He won the, I think he won the Fred Page as well. And he could win a cup this year. All right. Jesus. It's unbelievable. Did he, he was a tough guy back in the day for Detroit. Yeah, I was going to say he, he had was. a good he playing career, hell, too. Man. The, like, guy, the tough guys always make the best coaches, man, because they, they're the ones that see the most. Yeah, right? yeah You're exactly. not out there every shift. Like, Gretzky wasn't that good of a coach because he was a wicked player, but how do you teach to be me? Yeah. You can't do it. Right? So the guys that sit there the whole time, you know what I mean? You literally see everything unfold, and, and you can hear the feedback at the same time, right? Is it true that the smartest player on a baseball team is the catcher because they see everything all the time? It's, it's supposed to be. I've heard, I heard that before. He's like the captain of the infield for the most part because everything's out. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, so get back to RBC Cup. So yeah. talk about the experience and then winning it. Well, we didn't win the RBC. Oh, I thought you guys won it. No, we... Uh, well, you won the league, didn't you? We won the league. So we swept every series except for... I think we lost one game in Churro in the finals. That's so, another great fan base, Churro. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, we swept first two series um, and then we went to Churro in the finals. So we already knew, win or lose, we were already going to the Fred Page because Churro was hosting the Fred Page that year too, right? So, like, that year the league was fucking stacked, man. You must have played so many games that year. Yeah. Well, we played the very last game of the season you could play, right? RBC Finals. Like, yeah. We played. You went all the way. Yeah, and we went all the way in the Fred Page too. So we went into that tournament uh, in Churro, and we 
we did great. Like we, I think we swept around Robin or something like that, and then we were in the finals. So every team wasn't like they weren't even worried about playing us during the round robin. They just wanted us to make the finals because whoever played against us in the finals, yeah, was already guaranteed to play a spot in the RBC, right? Yeah. So As, you're nice. Yeah. yeah okay. So we were the host. They would yeah. have been whatever it was. So um, was JP Harvey on the team with you that yeah. year? Yeah. Okay. Because I played with the exact same time. I was gonna say because he played me with the yeah. Marauders, and then the next thing I knew, next year he was in Summerside. Yeah. Okay. He stayed like a year later, I think, too, in Summerside. I think he was he? captain there, too. Oh, was he? He did really yeah. good there, I think. Yeah, he was unbe- – I think that's where his career took off as an elite coach, hockey sure. player. Because he played with, like, I think Danny Chesson and, like, uh, Chris Casey. I think he played with those boys, too. And, okay. Like, they're all AUS boys now, too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Harris was unbelievable for us, man. He was so clutch down the on the line at the end. Was he? Oh, he was unbelievable. He was so clutch, yeah, man. He like, was always fun to play with. Yeah, he's fun a beauty, to too, man. Yeah. He's a beauty. Yeah. But – um. So we, we sweep the first two rounds. We go into Churl, and we lost one game against them. Won the, the Junior A championship at home. First time ever actually winning, like, something legit. Was hockey. the place packed? Yeah, it was We were jammed, there. Were you? Yeah, yeah, they were there because they came on the you ice. You guys went on the ice, I was going to say. Right, we did. We what did you guys pictures? do the night you won? Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell? No. You, 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 you Memory-wise, it's it's tough. Like, <laughs> or you don't remember. Those PEI boys, they love their moonshine too, right? So really? I need to get into that stuff, and it's pretty hazy next day. But uh, <laughs> I remember when we won after the on-ice activities and stuff like that, um, my billet, she had, I think she had a quart of like white rum or something like that. And you know, what a big, sounds massive, like a great billet. Oh, she's a beauty. She was. Biggest beauty ever, man. So anyways, we uh, she bring, she brought us this like two, cigar, two cigars and a uh, big quart of uh, rum, and we have, yeah, it's disgusting, right? I'll never drink it after that night. Your you face. know those big uh, Gatorade jugs that you a team has? Like you oh, press the, the button. That's oh, the, the big orange ones. Yeah, the, the big, big orange, orange ones, ones. Yeah. exactly. So that was full of Gatorade at the end of the game. So I'd come in before everyone else. I'd spin the top off and just dump the entire bottle of uh, rum oh, in there. Man. And everyone's drinking out of it. Like, we just get pretty uh, pretty good. They were so fucked night. there was a fight at the village between, like, the players. Jesus. It was like, remember, you remember that? Oh, yeah. You were what screaming. The boys took the shirts off and shit. It was yeah. hilarious. Man. Oh, we were just all loaded, you know? Like, oh, back at the billets house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Later, well, later, the later in the night. There. Like, everyone Way was there. Later. Nosy Cameron dudes was there, you know? Yeah. Like, everybody was there. It was just, we were all so drunk, man. Like, we had uh, the division trophy, and we had the, pre- the uh, I can't remember what the name Fred was. Fred Page? No, that's, no. I can't remember the name of the trophy when you win the league, but. Um, Kent Cup. Yeah, yeah the Kent, Kent Cup. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Too many punches, bud. <laughs> no, so yeah, it was it was amazing. Like the the stereotypical when you get in the room, everyone shakes the, yeah. the champagne. Like I never did that in my life, and I've always wanted to do that. Did you, you know? put the goggles on? No, no goggles. I never came out back then when we were when we See, did that. Then you, you get know? ring. Then you get a ring too, right? Yeah, that's then a it's whole real. Thing. Oh, you didn't bring the ring? No, it's back home. The old man's got it in the, the jersey case. Right, you know? Back right. home, eh? Yeah, I'd He'd probably lose that, it. The moose. Probably <laughs> oh lose yeah, it, I yeah. would too. I lost mine, junior B one. Did you? Hundred percent. No, that sucks. Yeah, yeah that's so that's always lost his Danbury one too. That's a so it's kind of smart that you gave it to your dad. Yeah, I, I would have lost it. Hundred percent. I've almost lost it a few times and it's, it's one turned of the few up. Things on the smart list. Jesus. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Um, what was the key to winning that year? Do you think what like you guys just had an unreal team, or was yeah. it the success? You know, you know what? We were we were a huge family, man. Like, is that the key to a championship? Just being a big family. Yeah, it's on and off the ice takes a lot of takes a big toll into things. We were always with each other. I was listening last night with Austin talking about how at the end of it, some guys would actually get sick of each other. You know, because you're just with each other every single day. There's no days off, especially when you're going down the line into those big tournaments. You know, in the, in the championships. 
you're just with them all the time. And, like, there was times when the boys would get in fights with each other, verbal, physically. Like, Nothing wrong with that, that's though. No, there isn't. You're, you're, you want you're that. Man, yeah. right? It means you care. Exactly. Yeah. You still do care, right? But, again, he was so right. He hit the nail on the head with saying that like, you're just with each other for so long. You're bound to, to get into some squabbles there. But, I mean, again, that makes a good team. You, we never, like, lied to each other about shit. Like, we were always just there for each other. We always parried together. Our coaching staff was so sick that, like, when I was in Bridgewater, man, we would go. We would uh, we beat Yarmouth when Yarmouth was really good. Like our, my second year, and this is when Nosy and Wig was and there. Wig was there, yeah. and Nosy touched on this like party that we went to at our our own players' house, and the coaching staff came and was Remember? like, "Shut oh, this yeah. fucking thing down! Like you're not allowed to have a party." And that's when Nosy and Wig were like, "Boys, see you later. We're out of here. Fuck this!" Like, Can you imagine if I would answer the door? Yeah, we were <laughs> all meeting these like high school kids, and like because we were all in high school ourselves, so like we were finally like getting to meet girls and like get out and meet other yeah. like, friends and stuff. And our coach comes in like an hour in. We're all buckled because back then no one could really drink, right? Like, yeah. It, like a half a case <laughs> Speak of beer. Speak for yourself, one. my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he comes up with like two or other coaches and like one of the owners or something. He was just such an asshole. But he was like, the team here kind of thing. We were like, nope. So we were all hiding down in like <laughs> closets. People were hiding in trees, bushes, like bathrooms. Anyways, like it was just a shit show. So when I get to Summerside, our coaches are like, all right, boys, like. Here's a case of beer. Like, get into it. Like, Love it. You you won. Like on the bus, especially man. Like, rewarding, Even rewarding like that, players, man. rewarding teams and stuff Sometimes. like that. It's that's the best thing, man. Like, the the like the camaraderie that you guys will get after you have a night drinking. Oh, so big for a team. You learn a lot about people, right? You do, right? And everyone's <sighs> honest. It's such a great way to bond, like, because you don't know some of these guys that come in, especially early in the year. Everyone's like yeah. always like, just, oh man, like. Yeah, I love you guys. Yeah, you find out a lot about <laughs> you know? your yeah. other brother there, you know, and you make lifelong friendships over, you know. And I remember, yeah, it's sweet. But I remember one year, Troy, we were in Camelton, and he brought all the assistant captains and captains up to the front of the bus. Like it was a, we had a night off in Camelton, and he just gave the boys like a thousand bucks, I think, and he was like, <laughs> just go out, make sure the team has a great night. That's and nasty. after that day, it was like everyone was just, you know, tight. There's guys from all over the province. We didn't really know each other. It was early in the year, and yeah. it was a great way to bond. I do agree with the whole championship thing. It's just I never won a championship hockey-wise, but if there were, if, I, if I did, I thought it would be because of yeah. being close together. Honestly, yeah. like going forward, after we uh, – so we went to um, the Fred Page and Churro, and we played in the finals, and we lost in double OT to Churro. That's rough. Yeah, it was brutal. Like, our team was heartbroken over. But that, like, 10 minutes later, we're like, you know what, boys? This wasn't what we wanted anyway. We didn't come here for a Fred Page ring. We came for what's happening next week at home, mm-hmm. the national championship, you know? So, to me, like, we should have three rings. We should have the, the championship and then Fred Page and as well as RBC. So, we go to the RBC, and we were amazing and on home ice, man. Like, we were, we were amazing. I don't think we lost in the round robin again. And then we get into um, – we get into the semis, actually, and Chris Casey scores in overtime, and the place just erupted. I got kicked out that game. I think it was my second shift, and I went out and absolutely leveled the guy. I was my first shift and just smoked him. And then uh, my next shift out, I had the same guy lined up, and, like, he, he was fucked. Like, I was about to blow him up, and at the last second, he jumps over the way, and this random kid that was just skating without the puck, his head, he like, somewhere else, him. just absolutely stapled him into the boards. And the kid just crumpled, and he was down on the ice, didn't know what to do. And it was a Nova Scotia ref that called a penalty on me. It started with, like, no penalty to two minutes to a five and a game misconduct. Everyone was losing it. My coach was like, you're a fucking dick, you know, like – he did, that wasn't even his fault. Like, yeah, give him an interference that call, sucks. but the, the guy was blown up on the ice. Like, I felt bad, but 
don't toss a guy out of a semifinals for being too strong. Exactly, you know, like. But again, that was my reputation that came absolutely came in. Right, that does suck because you the refs automatically looking at you. That's the, it is an unfair yep. thing. It is, but I mean, I created that though. I did. I know, but it shouldn't be. Yeah. I guess, yeah. So I mean, I it's, so. there's two sides of it. I mean, I, I guess none of us can talk because none of us are a ref, so none of us can really. They're definitely looking for you. Yeah, and that was brutal. I got that yeah. really, that really upset me, man. Because like, I was having one of the best. That was that tournament. I played the best hockey of my life, hands down. Really? Like I was just, I just had in my head that like I wanted it so bad, and you know, like the national championship. Who can say they won a national championship? You yeah. know, so. Not so, anyways, I get tossed, and I'm in my suit, and I'm like right into the game. Like every shot, every hit i'm jumping around like cheering and stuff like because i was i was so emotionally attached to this <laughs> yeah, yeah our yeah. whole team was right and uh finally gets to overtime and we're playing against surrey and they had two guys off their team that year that got drafted in the show interesting yeah um last name one of them was shaw and then adam tambellini uh his father and like brothers playing the nhl that Jeff, last name rings a yeah, bell he was, Jeff uh, tambellini. He was a coach oh okay. was Rick or or was it, yeah no steve tambellini maybe something anyways his dad was a coach in the show his brother played in the show and he just got drafted later on that year from junior so we we're all like holy fuck man like yeah. this is some legit hockey so anyways um we ended up casey ends up scoring in overtime and our whole team just erupted the place erupted i jumped on the ice in my suit jumped in on the dog pile like that's awesome oh man i was so emotionally attached to that and uh you guys won you didn't win the rbc no we lost in uh the lost to brooks in the finals? brooks yeah in the finals the next day so we go in so we're playing for the, uh, the RBC Cup in the finals, and we, we beat Brooks in the round robin. And how it happened was all year Brooks was ranked number one in the country all season, and we were ranked number two, and mm-hmm. it never changed. It was one, two, and we beat them in the round robin. We pumped them like wow. it was easy. In a packed building. Yeah. I keep going back to the packed building because what a rink to play in packed. Oh, man. Your Even heart is going through Talk about hard boards too. That place has cement boards, yeah, man. You've, it does. You've seen it's because they're like six feet. Yeah. They're like up in my forehead. But – uh, yeah, we um, they came out and scored two goals on us in the first five minutes, and that kind of deflated us in a big way. And we ended up scoring, and then they scored an empty netter. So we ended up losing on home ice for the RBC Cup. Uh, here, we can't I remember talk about uh, the anymore. next day, my you know photo was on. Uh, I can't remember the the name of the of the paper in Summerside, but it was me, and I was like on my stick, like you could see, I was crying. Yeah, and I was like the head of the thing, and I was like, man, that is the worst thing you could ever see the next day. Like it, it was in the paper. Yeah, it was in the was, yeah, it was in the paper the next day, and they were saying how how we lost and stuff like that. Oh, that's I was like, rough. picture up here, Luke Warner crying as the Summerside Capitals lose or something <laughs> like that. It was a heartbreaker, man. That took me. Like, that silver medal, I couldn't even put it on. I couldn't hold it. I couldn't look at it or anything for, like, a year until uh, I got home the next year and I seen it at my dad's place, and I started looking at it and stuff. Because you see guys that, like, what was this year when uh, you seen a guy, I think it was World Juniors, when he got his, gold, his silver threw medal it in the stands. and he threw it in the stands. Like, that was my emotion in my stomach and in my heart. But I know, like, obviously I wouldn't throw it, you know. like but just Get rid of it on your own time. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I just I handed it to my dad, and I said, like, this. Yeah, exactly. Like, you take this. It. Like, I, I just can't have it right now. Like, yeah. I'm so just so heartbroken over the loss, you know. Like, yeah. our whole team, we didn't – half of us didn't get undressed for, like, two hours. You know, we Did sat that. in our, our gear for hours on end, just sitting there hugging each other. Like, because we were with each other for so long. No, it's And over. I was only there from the deadline on. I can't imagine the guys there from day one to the last, you know. So. Any fights in the RBC? No, I, no one fought. I tried to fight Tom. It was against Churro, and we were pumping them. 
And I tried to fight uh, Grant West, and I kept asking. Yeah, West, yeah. Oh, that's cool. a name that yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and he's a great guy. He's a big. I hunter, fought him fisherman. too. He played for Amherst, right? Uh, he's played for a few. Teams he played for. Too. Is he played? Did he play for Dow? No, I played for no. Campbellton. Campbellton. Uh, oh, never mind. I didn't fight him then. Oh, he's Campbellton Churro. I don't know who else, but uh, he's a tough guy too, man. Very yeah. tough. Long, long arms and throws good. Yeah. And he can take a punch too. But we, me and Nosy and dudes met him at Cavendish the year before. Good guy. Biggest beauty, man. Isn't it's odd the, these guys that are tough guys on the ice? As soon as you get off the ice, just yeah. pure beauties. Yeah, it's true. Oh, just man. great people. Yeah, well, that's all. You know, that's good to hear. Cavendish, and it's at every level too. One thing I wanted to mention to you: what you said you were on like the bus looking at fights on your phone and things like that. Yeah. It's incredible how well hockey fights are documented through the ranks. You can be playing in any single league anywhere in the world. Hockey fights are documented. Pretty much to the point, rather than gloves, like a nice hockey goal. Yeah, I've, I'm probably one of the main subscribers on that website. Yeah, to be honest. yeah, it's dropyourgloves.com. You That's can, the name of the thing. Yeah, the Drop website. Yeah, it's called You're Drop honest? Your Gloves. Am Dude, I? Yeah, oh, yeah. Any fight right you've ever had, it's it's documented. I'll do it right now, and mostly, though. if there's a video, they'll have it. There's it probably for people to comment on it. So like, I never like to read the comments because it's hard. People to, comment on the fight. Oh yeah, yeah man. Mine probably says total KO against you. Is my guess. Look up to see if there's any comments on Relax, our fight. Relax, real sick. This is exciting stuff oh, right man. now. It is a game changer. Like I said, I was on that every day. That was my most viewed. Like, you know on your iPhone when you go to click open Google, it automatically opened to uh, dropyourgloves.com when I was playing. <laughs> I swear to God, because I was on it every day. Okay, what year hours would it long, be? man. Watching guys that I knew I was going to fight, what they did. Like I said earlier, like, they Damn, have any, yeah. like, faults in their stance yeah. or their punches and stuff. Anything to give me that upper hand, because I know when I was Fuck. in... When um, Danbury in New York, like or not New York, uh, Mississippi, we go. it was it was my job on the line, man. If I didn't do it well, you know. So I mean, I had yeah. to have any edge I could. That <laughs> warns keep going. This is 2010, 2011. Luke Warner's got the most fights in the league. Eight. Graham Ferguson, remember him? That guy yeah, was I tough. I fought him as twice fuck. my first game in Bridgewater. Uh, Grant West is there. Nosy. Uh, Warren's your your win percentage is 61, buddy. Better luck next year. Above 50, over yeah, 500. So, like, Belanche, I think this might be the year we had. Metro. So no, you guys was, fought the year before me. I wasn't was, there. You fought Campbell. It was Halifax Lions. So that would have been the year before? Maybe. 2009, 2010? No. Oh, no, it was 2009, 2010, because I remember I was in high school that year. We fought. <laughs> there you are. Five fights, it says you had. Yeah, man. Like I, was, I, was a, I dropped the you gloves. Fight your, oh, here's your fight card. Look at that. Here we go. Let There's me, see. me. Look. Brad Ross, f- me, Wes Harris, Ben McSwain, and Cody Rowland, who's a tough motherfucker. You probably got your hands fed, do you? <laughs> Look at that. Here we go. We don't have a review, though. It says you're up 10 pounds on me. People no. comment and on this. And two inches. Yeah, like, look at the, this one. I don't, someone might comment on yours. Let's see. Anyone comment? Yeah, there's a view below. Anyways, uh, well, let's look at Warren's. Go to the. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, I'll look at that later. Yeah. Do you remember when Belly? Do you remember when um, you were playing for? I think you were playing for Metro at this point, and it was when I suckered Chris Rigas at Center Ice. I was thinking about that when I was before you came over here. I hope he's. I don't know if uh, if you want to talk about it. No, I I like Riggy. We we squashed all that. Like I like Riggy. Again, it's a guy that has to be mouthy out there to to be useful. You know, he was a good player too. He could put up points, but that would be a great podcast to have both of you guys on at the same time. We uh, we it was bad blood for a long time. It was man. That that Bridgewater and Metro whole like uh, 
series. That's crazy, man. We had yeah. a lot of yeah. like Jordan Thomas, like dudes. Yeah. Man, they never used to like each other up no. there. Now they're buddies. Like, oh fuck him. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy though. Like that. Uh, JK Tom. Dad. I think that was my second um, game in Bridgewater after being let go with the Moose. Yeah. Um, I fought Grant Ferguson the twice. night before twice, and twice. I didn't know who he was. He didn't know who I was. I was just some chump coming in, little seventeen-year-old kid. And he was a well-established tough guy in that league. And um, anyways, I asked him to go in front of the net, and he jumped me, and he fed me in. He picked my jersey up from the front and pulled it over the back of my head. Yeah. I've never seen that. He was like, feed me, and we both fell real quick. It was like a quick little, like. You're, like, admired by that he's fighting. You're like, oh, wow, what a move. Right? Oh, was, man. It was crazy. What a move. <laughs> oh, is this the fight right here? Yeah. Oh, what a rink. What an angle. Dude, we it, they made us wear Molson Canadian jerseys. At the yeah, home you, opener, man. Because you guys didn't have jerseys we yet. Didn't they didn't jerseys have tie yet. downs in them either. I had to cut a wow. hole in it and put a hockey lace through. Did you? I was a scratch. What a fight. Man, one year in Bridgewater, we stayed at a cottage of one of the guys on the team, like a bunch of us, and we just, I mean, obviously we just sat there and got crushed and shit. They had a sea dew, they had a boat. You know what I mean? We played catch, played washer toss. That's where we were for training camp. Some good times in was Bridgewater. Was that you and Belly <laughs> fighting right there? No, that was you and Grant Ferguson. Uh-huh. Our video is not, we don't have a fight no. video. No. Every single other fight ever is documented except for ours. There's a picture of it, though. A couple good pictures. No, it's documented. There's just no video. Yeah, exactly. It's documented. Just not I've video seen the photos, documented. Yeah, yeah it looks, like I'm, think of looks it. like I'm pumping them. <laughs> There's a video of you fighting out there? Just one from Fighting Can. Did you win? I don't it's know. It's a pretty good tilt. Yeah. I got kicked off times. the team. It was my first game back in Bridgewater, and I hip-checked a guy at the blue line after he dumped it in like 20 seconds later. The hip-check. And he flipped and landed on his head, and then some guy asked me to fight, and then Pisano went up and cross-checked him, and then Can, who played in Bridgewater... Who's a good buddy of mine? He was like, I think he was the captain, maybe. I, I want a piss test from Pisano. And then he was like, "Let's go!" And I was like, "Fuck it." Pizza's a big man. I was man. pissed. Yeah, he is. The beauty, though, man. Uh, is he? Met up with up and down. Well, of course, fighter Boston. beauty. Down Boston. Remember, uh, we had a guy named Brendan Taylor. Remember that guy? Very skilled. Came and played for us for like twenty games. Got like sounds familiar. Fifty yeah, points. Does. Anyways, no one really liked the guy. Um, kind of cocky. Yeah. Came in third game, got leveled by Pisano. I'm on, I'm on Taylor's line, and I'm, I, I, I'm right there. I got to stick up for him, and I just look at him. I look at Pisano. I look at Pisano. Look back at Taylor, and just man, don't worry about it. <laughs> and I just skate away nice from hit, it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so you remember that uh, that whole Rigas ordeal, eh? Of course, I remember. That was man. insane, man. Honestly, the tension in the dressing room before those games were. Electric. Well, how it happened was I was skating down the ice, and Ricky looks at me and goes, you want to go? And I was like, fuck yeah, Oh, he go. asked you? Okay. Yeah, he asked me. Because you know, I'd never jump a guy. Like, if you watch yeah. any of my fights, I, I don't think there was any of me suckering a guy or jumping a guy. You know, I wasn't that kind of fighter. I yeah. did it. You agreed, I agree. You That's know? good. So let's do it. Or if you smash someone. Yeah. You know. But, Rigas um, was always fearless for the size yep. he was. Always. I watched him fight Cody, Cody SD, man. It was right in front of the penalty box at the forum. It was hype. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He's a good fighter, though. He, he is. Throw. I didn't he realize he asked that. you to fight, though. Yeah, That's he nice. asked me to fight skating up the ice, and I was like, oh, eyes as big as a saucer, you know? I was like, yeah, let's do it. My yeah. second game here, like, I'm ready to rock. So, anyways, he uh, so he was like, let's go. So, I dropped my shit, grabbed him, and popped him right in the lips, and I remember it hitting him, and it split both his lips open front to bottom, and they were just flapping. And he dropped him, and, like, he was on the ice, and I looked around, and I was like, Holy fuck, did I just do that? Like, I dropped this guy. Look at your oh, face. Man. Oh, man. I just remember it so well. I remember him trying to eat pizza after. Uh, and he just couldn't. I, was, I just remember it <laughs> detailed. And I remember literally looking, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I just did that. Like, I'm looking around like, all right, who's gonna, who's coming now, you know? Yeah. So, anyways, 
Ricky doesn't even get a penalty. I get a nine-minute penalty. Five for fighting and, like, four minutes for, like, roughing or something. Something outrageous. They just make it up because you're you. Yeah, they make it up as they go. Oh, yeah. It so sucks. I'm in the box, and then Kinger, Dylan King, this is when all those boys hated me. Like, King, I'm pretty sure. When? Yeah. Well, we played softball. <laughs> yeah, no, last I'm just Yeah, with no, we're good. <laughs> Some people don't let that shit go, man. No, I'm telling you. But. <laughs> we played softball together last year. <laughs> we're boys. We're them boys. I passed him the bat, man. Fuck. You remember that? <laughs> You're up. <laughs> No, so I remember I'm sitting in the box and he skates by and he was just like, I am going to fucking kill you. And I was like, oh yeah, you gonna? <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I'm going to curve you up with my fucking stick, man. Like you're dead. And everyone, the whole team was skating by me saying all this stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, boys, I'm out in nine minutes. Like, don't try me. Like, don't care. Nine minutes. Oh. <laughs> I, think, I think you guys scored like four goals on us. Jimbo was a livid, losing it at me. So anyways... <laughs> I go out there, and this is this is like a story that me and Tanner Manson always tell, because Manny and me like always were head to head. Like all the boys were best friends with Manny before I met him, so I was like always wondering like who this guy was. And this was the year that, well, like few games in when I when I popped Rigus. So, anyways, yeah. Troy's your guys' coach at this point, Troy yeah. Ryan. Yeah. So the next period comes, and we're in your guys' end, and Troy sends Manny out. And I'm I'm looking at Manny. I'm like, I'll fucking go, you man. Like, because Troy was like, you got you got to fight him, man. Like, you're gonna be the one that's gonna fucking bang him out. So I look at Tanner, and he was like, man, I gotta fight you, man. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, I'll fight you right now. Let's do it. And Manny always talks about how I was so like into. It. I was like, let's go, let's do you it. You guys right didn't now, end up fighting know? though, eh? So no, we he was like, honestly, man, like just fuck off. Don't do that shit again. <laughs> like, so we didn't end up fighting. Um, oh, the next man. game, I think it was like the day later or something, we play in your guys' home rink in the sportsplex. Oh, boy. And Jimbo comes up to me in the stand. He's like, yeah. Orange you, t-shirt uh, night. You're, uh, you're not going tonight. Uh, I think you're going to get killed out there. The whole team I hear is literally going to try to kill you for what you did in Bridgewater. So you're, uh, you're going to be sitting tonight. And I was like, Jimbo, let me fucking play, man. Like, I don't care. Like, let me play. And he was like, nope, not letting it happen. You're not playing tonight. You're going to get killed out there. The whole team's going to jump you. So anyways, I was like, fuck, whatever. Didn't dress me. So then, Johan uh, was on our team, remember? Johan, that's your... Yeah, so he ends up fighting uh, Tanner, and Tanner ends up breaking his nose. Like, breaking... Uh, oh, I remember that fight. Yeah, yeah I remember that fight. all over the ice. You guys were still wearing those jerseys. Because it was, Molson. like, really... Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the Molson, Molson jerseys. Yeah, they're delay. Terrible ones. But, yeah. And then, ever since then, like, I ended up meeting Tanner after that. And we've always joked years and years about yeah. that. It's like, that's how we first met, basically. <laughs> That's how we to, first yeah, met. Yeah, we almost had to fight. What each a great other. way to meet. I wouldn't want to fight him though, man. He's one tough some bitch. I'll tell you that. Oh, hey, he is. He could have killed me one time. Yeah, he didn't. Um, holy shit. Yeah, we're at an hour fifteen here. I think we're gonna have to wrap it up. Um, it's a long time. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear you stutter for that long. Do you got, <laughs> Do you uh, do you have anything else to say to all the listeners? Anything you wanna? Any maybe to like the youth that's listening, maybe wants to get into the role of you got into. I don't know anything. Do you have anything to say? I don't know if they're really gonna have to anymore, man. Like. I would I would say if anyone's listening, like a young kid like that, try to do more than just limit yourself to having to fight. It's a tough role. It's a tough life, man. Like my hands now, they're fucked. Like hitting plastic so much, hitting visors. Ice. Like I said earlier, I've had um, 45 stitches in my face. I've broke many knuckles. I don't even have a knuckle here anymore. Like it's just gone, you know. Like you beat the shit out of yourself. When I was done fighting in, in Mississippi, I was 21 years old and. That was the end for me, man. Like, I couldn't do it anymore. It wasn't healthy for me to do it. Like, mm -hmm. you could fight three times a night, and then you go another night, and you have to do it again. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, the mental side of it, too, with your head, it's it's not good. Like, you really get messed up in your own world because you know what you have to do every night. And it's – if you lose, you don't know what's happening next. Like, mm -hmm. it could be your job on the line. And, I mean, 
the end of the day. If I could do it all over again, I wouldn't change a thing because that was my world. I loved it and I still do love it. Like, mm. But if there's any other kids that are thinking about doing that, keep it in a, as a part of your game. Keep it in the toolbox, but don't make it your main thing, you know, because it does. It takes a lot out of you. Your family, it takes a lot out of too because they're the ones that have to watch every night you doing that. Like my mom, she would be sitting there and she would be videotaping me as I'm fighting <clears> and screaming and telling me to stop and like, oh, no. Kind really? of yeah, and like she's a real kind woman, you know. Dudes knows her really well. All the boys do. And Love like, you, Donna. That, yeah, that took a lot out of her, but – um at the end, I think she really just enjoyed watching me play hockey too, you know, so. I think the message at the end of the day is just, you know, he knew what he had to do to make it and he was willing to sacrifice everything for himself for the team, right? And I think that's the main message is don't limit yourself to to what he just said, just fighting, but just make it about the team, you know what I mean? And you'll never really let anybody down, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you said last night, man, with Austin – Hockey is never going to get rid of fighting. It's always going to be a pair. It always has been. Yeah, maybe they can put rules in place for it, but it's it's all heat of the moment, man. you got grown men on ice going so fast, trying to kill each other out there to, to win for each other. So, I mean, the competition comes out in a lot of guys, and you're never going to take that out of, out of yeah. a man like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, well said by both of you. Luke, I appreciate you for coming on. Definitely going to have to have you back. It would be great to have you and Regis or even Tanner or all yeah. three. It would be a great podcast. Right. Doodle, once again, thank you for coming, buddy. Uh, everyone listening. Well, anytime. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone listening, I appreciate the support. Uh, like, I don't know, I'm blown away by the support, honestly. Um, yeah, go to Facebook, Instagram, iTunes app, everything. Like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. Insta chat, Snapgram, all that good stuff. <laughs> all that good. Marketing's not my strong suit. Uh, all right. Love you guys. See you later.